Charlie here, talking to you today about how to get to 5K a day on Facebook. I'm not just talking revenue, I'm talking about spend. How do we really get ourselves to this level? And this is a big, big breakthrough point for a lot of individuals that I talk with, especially those that join the MBA program. And by the way, DM me if you want to get into that. I'm still accepting applications. We have a couple more spots in the early bird special on pricing is about to expire. But how to get to 5K a day in spend on Facebook with your revenue obviously being far above and beyond that. We're going to cover that in three big pieces today because I want you to really understand what it looks like. Because I see so many folks that are in that 2 or 3K a day range. They're really trying to fix it. And I'm going to make an analogy to start with this. And we're going to dive much deeper. But two things you need to think of. Number one. If it's snowing outside, no matter how good your ad copy is or your creative or whatever interest group or targeting or whatever else that you're getting to go, it's going to be really, really hard for you to effectively sell a ton of popsicles. Second point, if you're making, say you're spending $1,000 a day right now, the pathway for you to get to $5,000 a day has nothing to do with you working five times as hard. So that's a really big piece that I want to address. With that being said, let's dive into this. So first thing that we need to understand is LTV, lifetime value. Now, lifetime value has a lot to do with your business model. One of the biggest things that people struggle the most with is actually getting their business model to fall in line with overall growth. They see the cash bag directly in front of them. And while that's very exciting, going for immediate money today can absolutely inhibit your ability at growth later. And what we really need to talk about here, what we really need to address in your LTV is how do we get customers, A, to pay you more money, and B, to actually be worth more to you long down, down the line, long term. Now, a lot of people talk about, well, you get this through email, you get this through upsells, and you get this through funnels and all sorts of other stuff. And you know what? That's right. And yeah, you can absolutely get there with subscription. But this also fundamentally comes down to the value and the customer journey you're creating with that initial sale. If your initial product offering is something that you can adjust into an overall marketing funnel because it ends up being the first touch point in a vertically integrated business, then you're going to be able to generate LTV in a much stronger way. Now, we're not going to get too much into here about how to necessarily drive LTV from a Facebook ad, but what we do need to understand is when we're measuring success, LTV needs to be a very big piece. And this ultimately gets to, well, how does this make us up down to 5000 a day? Let me tell you this. If your customer has a very low, what we call LTV multiplier, basically what you make from that customer is more or less determined because of their first sale. If that's the case, then you need Facebook to run at a 2 or 3x ROAS just for you to really see some money. 
If you need that type of return in order to see success, it's going to be very hard for you to scale. And honestly, it's going to be harder and harder and harder for you as things go on. When I got into Facebook, you could get CPMs for 2 or $3. Now, if you're getting 15 or 20 you're doing pretty good. It's been harder and harder to get that low-hanging fruit. Basically, being successful while not having a good business model is something that we're ultimately running out of as an available option. So if you're at $1,000 a day, $3,000 a day trying to sell a product, and that product is basically your only relationship, what we need to do is work together so that we can develop the LTV for your business. So by improving your business model, you're going to be able to run Facebook at a lower and lower level of efficiency. When you can get a lower and lower level of efficiency, well, what happens to your ad spend? And I'll use this in a very hyperbolic but simple fashion. If you need a 2x ROAS to break even and basically stay in business, that's fine. Now, if we get it to the point where you only need a 1x ROAS because you've actually, in your LTV, doubled the value of that customer, if you can effectively pay twice as much to acquire a customer, what happens to your spend? Well, you can double your spend. But that doubling of the spend, if it brought you no extra sales, would be the, would be the ceiling. The honest truth is we know if you double your spend, you're probably going to see an additional sale or two or a lot more than that. So your $1,000 might actually get you to $3,500. Your $2,000 might get you to $5,000 a day because instead of needing to acquire that customer for 50 bucks, you can pay 100. And the honest truth is, the more you can afford to acquire a customer, the more you can pay for your cost per purchase, the more money you can spend. So a lot of what we talk about is way more business development so that we don't need Facebook to deliver the performance metrics because all of our money is built on the first sale, which is an incredibly unrealistic model to scale your business with. So in the MBA program, we actually talk about this in depth. In a lot of my one-on-ones, this is what it's all about, especially in consulting and stuff. And so this is something that I've been trying to make more and more available. But if you're trying to build a business, you need to get out of your reliance of the one-on-one. Now, next thing that we need to address here is simplification. So simplify. When we're talking about simplification, what we're getting down to is can we have less and less moving parts? The fewer amount of moving parts that you have, the better you're going to be able to optimize any one of them. That being said, it gets easier and easier to optimize when you have few moving parts because it allows you to invest more and more resources into solving those problems. Now, the reason that this is tremendously helpful is because it allows you to solve bigger and bigger problems in a simpler, simpler way because you're able to put more and more resources 
into solving those problems. Also, you're not confusing the system. When you try to solve five different problems, you're not able to do very many, you're not able to do any of them very well. But if you only try to solve two of them, you're going to get a lot better at it, not only yourself, but the system is going to understand what that objective looks like. If you, for instance, need to try to sell a $50 product, $150 product, and three different things at $35 plus maybe a $5 or $10 thing, how good do you think Facebook is going to be at delivering a consistent result on any one of those efforts? And how good do you think you're going to be able to be at scaling the testing for the conversion rate of your landing pages and your creatives to support all of those efforts? Some of the biggest success I see from brands is when they abandon trying to be everything to everyone and see where their paid acquisition channels, because remember, Facebook is an acquisition channel. It's not an LTV channel. When you get your paid acquisition channel to deliver you more and more customers in a way where those customers are worth more and more money to you long term, you're going to be able to scale those efforts. And ultimately what this means is, instead of doing five things poorly, why not do one thing really well? And if you can get five or 10% better at that one thing, maybe you get 1% better every day or 5% better every week or whatever that looks like, maybe 1% better every week. If you get 1% better every day, over a year, you're going to be 33 times better. Now, there's obviously a law of diminishing returns, but the point here is instead of doing five things poorly, if you only did two or three things, you're going to be able to invest all of your money and your testing to getting them done better. When you can increase your efficiency, you can increase your scale. If you want to scale your spend, you do it by becoming more and more efficient. Part of, beginning, part of getting more and more efficient is reducing the amount of work that you have to do to get anything done. That's efficiency. It also means that you reduce the amount of work that you're trying to do. Instead of trying to sell 10 things, sell one of them. Very, very often, some of the biggest brands in the world are built on one or two products. Nike has the Jordans, right? McDonald's has the Big Mac. Yes, there's a lot of other things, but there's something that really drives the business forward. If you can figure out what your needle mover is, or oftentimes this is a tripwire offers, what it's called, or your boomstick if you listen to Ezra Firestone, Understanding what that is for you and developing all of your resources around making it better. When you can do that, you're going to get a lot better at things. So in this case, instead of spending $200 a day or $500 a day trying to support, let's say, three different products or five different products. And so you're spending, who knows, a thousand bucks a day, $2,500 a day. And every one of those things is doing okay. If you want to double your budget, instead of selling five things and doing them mildly well, sell two things and do really, really well at them. If you can sell those two things and maybe you get 20 or 30% more efficient at being able to make those sales, it is not uncommon at all to be able to then raise your budget by 50 or 100% and still maintain your overall target cost 
for efficiency. How much are you willing to pay to acquire that customer? Plus, if you're working on your LTV, you're going to be able to pay more and more. And it's going to be a lot easier for you to manage your LTV because instead of trying to manage five or ten different customer journeys, you're going to have one or two of them. So you're going to get a lot better downstream with your testing on your post-transactional efforts plus all of your pre-transactional efforts. So your creative testing, your landing page testing, all of these other things, you're going to get so much better at them because instead of trying to do five things mildly well, you're doing one thing excellently. The last thing that we really need to get down to here on how do you get to 5K a day? And I'm not just talking revenue. I'm talking spend. Because you're really pushing your business to something that's scaling. What have I done to take a brand from 500 a day to 5,000? What have I done to take a brand from 5,000 to $50,000 days? Because I've done that. I've spent a million dollars a day on a brand. Now, that is not something we did every single day, but I've been there. I have absolutely had million dollar a week budgets, million dollar a month budgets. The million dollar a month, that was the minimum for that brand. We took them from 20 million a year to 95 million in less than two years. And that is reoccurring month, uh, annual revenue on a million dollar a month budget. The, this is the last thing that we really need to focus on is percentage of revenue. The more and more money you make that's not reliant on paying for that sale, the less efficient your sales need to be. Now, let me talk you through this here. If Facebook is responsible for 90% of your sales, you are going to live and die around the efficiency of your Facebook. However, if you are able to simplify your Facebook ad account, and absolutely maximize the output of what you have, first off, it's far less work. It is far less work to manage three campaigns than it is 10. It's not just three times easier. It's phenomenally easier. I'm talking about getting your Facebook ad account down to something that you manage in 90 minutes, maybe two hours a week. And when you get to that point, you're able to work on the rest of your business, your email, your customer flows, your search, everything else that happens afterwards. Now, when you can raise the percentage of your overall revenue that you get from other channels, you're going to allow yourself to get a worse and worse return on Facebook because you know that Facebook is lifting the volume that you get from all of the other channels. And that's a really big piece because ultimately Facebook is an intent creation device. Facebook exists at scale to tell people that you basically you're there and to create intent that you might close other ways. So let me give you some real hardcore math. If you get 10% of your revenue from a non-Facebook source. Maybe it's reoccurring revenue. Maybe it's LTV from existing customers. Maybe it's email, affiliate, whatever. And your target to sell your product is 50 bucks on Facebook for you to get good. Because remember, we're talking CPA. If, by the way, if you want to get the 5K day on Facebook, you stop talking about ROAS as anything you give a shit about ever again. Facebook ROAS is a bullshit number we don't care about. But here's the last thing I'm going to leave you with. If you're getting 
10% of your revenue every day, not from Facebook. And your goal on Facebook is to sell your product for 50 bucks. What do you think your allowable CPA is if you get to 20% of revenue not coming from Facebook? What about 50? If you can wake up every morning and you've got 5K in the bank before you start spending money on Facebook. Like that is just there. Maybe you get 100,000 a month that's not from Facebook. But the more you spend on Facebook, the more you magnify the value of those dollars. Maybe not percentage of revenue, but overall volume of sales. What that means is you're able to spend more and more on Facebook. I've worked with brands where they got 30 to 40% of their revenue on a regular basis, not from Facebook. Where we grew it from, maybe it was 5%. Facebook might have been responsible for 95% of the revenue. When we got it down to 60 or 70 that meant that the money that they used to make from Facebook was less than the money they made outside of Facebook once we got it to only 60% of the revenue instead of 95. That meant the amount of money that they could spend on Facebook was phenomenally more because they were making more money a month through email and lead through email and search and all of these other efforts. They were making so much more money there where their revenue grew consistently that the amount of money they could invest in Facebook at a loss was phenomenally more. And I'll leave you with this as something to think about around this percentage of revenue in real world dollars. I worked with a brand where our percentage of revenue was about 15%. 15% of every dollar didn't come from Facebook. And they were spending about $5,000 a day. When we got percentage of revenue, not from Facebook to be 40%, they went to $30,000 a day in spend. And remember that bullshit metric, ROAS, that we talked about? They needed two and a half when we started. When I left... We were running at a 0.8 and they quadrupled their annual revenue. That's your path to success. That's how you get to 5K a day. If you have any questions about this stuff, let me know. If you want this for your business, DM me. And if you want to get in the number one Facebook ads program, the official Facebook ads MBA program, DM me. Let me know. There's 24 hours left on people booking calls to be eligible for the early bird special. And with that, I got a call. I got to hop on with a, with, a, with a student. So I will talk to you all later. Best of luck to you. Thank you very much. See you later on the internet. Bye.